This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. the program good to have you here today mm-hmm. did i did that come across the last poll that we did there at the end of the radio show did you was, was that clear because we were pushed up against the clock uh that marquette poll result um in case you missed it they did a poll marquette did a poll over five days so it was the two days before the fbi announcement the day of the fbi announcement and the two days after the fbi announcement okay so five days of polling Mm-hmm. You'd assume you'd see some movement there when the FBI move, uh, announcement happens. Uh, you did. In fact, it was Hillary led by seven among independents um, before the announcement. On the day of the announcement, that swung from Hillary plus seven all the way to Trump plus ten. Then it faded to, I think, Trump plus eight for, third, for uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, the two days following uh, the announcement. That's a big deal. Big movement. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a margin of error there, but it's a pretty, that one's be, well beyond it. I mean, we're talking about a 20-point swing. It's a big swing. It's a big deal. And it's why uh, all it's of It's not small. Was, no. no, no, no. It's, it's real big. It's real big. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Honeycomb's got a big, big bite. A big, big taste and a Big, big bite. I haven't had honeycomb in a long freaking time. That sounds really good right now. <laughs> Almost anything sounds really good right now. Yeah, that's because we're uh, you know because we're overweight. overweight. Yeah, and we like to eat a lot. Yeah, and a lot of times by this time of day we haven't eaten anything, and so uh, we're hungry. Yeah, I had one of those days yesterday where I came in with the best of intentions. Uh, by the end of the day, I uh, it was all it was a disaster, a complete and utter disaster. <laughs> And then I said, you know what, I'll, do it. I'll, I'll be good tomorrow. What do they say about the best laid plans of mice and men? I, I don't know how they know anything about the plans of mice. Because no, mice, the, how, do we, how do I know what they're planning? If they did more planning, they would attack, obviously, right. because we, right. we, we are all scared of There's a lot more mice. Mm-hmm. In Baltimore, the mice outnumber people by 10 to 1. Right, so just attack. Just attack them. If 10 mice you attacked you. you take over that city. I mean, it would be, it would be it, terrifying. It'd be terrifying. And you, sure, we'd kill some of them. Yeah, but uh, not enough. Yeah, and we probably leave the city because we wouldn't want to bother uh, with the rat infestation. Right, we, just, we would probably just wall it in. It's. I mean, even when you know there's a rat infestation, when Glenn and I lived in Baltimore and we were down, I don't know, taping something downtown, and there's rat infestation signs all over the place on on every on every post as you walk by it. Like, rat, caution, warning, rat infestation. I'm like, I, I have never seen that before anywhere I've ever been. 
And and the big deal was, and you'd see dead rats who, that got run over because there's so many of them, you can't you can't avoid them when you're driving down the street. There's dead rats all over these alleyways and streets and back back streets and stuff. It, it's really gross. Um, and so yeah, if they started to attack, I guarantee you they'd take the city. Uh, they would. I mean, they'd I take the city. The only other place I the we would place, abandon it. The only place I've ever seen uh, the, signs like that uh, is in the New York City subway system, I know. Um, in which they uh, there's signs of rodenticide everywhere. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. And I, and, you know, I've told I think I've told the story before. I was on the subway one time. Um, and there was, I was just sitting there, and every once in a while this would happen, Jeff, you can attest to this, where you'd be sitting at a stop, and there'd just be n- no explanation, no reason. You're just sitting there with the doors open for, like, nine minutes, mm-hmm. and they just don't or say whatever. anything to you, right? Like, you know, they don't say, oh, well, we're going to be going in a couple minutes, there's a technical problem, or there's a train ahead, or whatever. You're just sitting there. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just, you know, you, you just wind up kind of staring at nothing, because you don't want to look at a person, because obviously you'll get murdered. <laughs> Um, and I'm just kind of staring uh, into the into the into the abyss out the door, and there's a big pile of trash there. I'm just kind of staring at it for like a minute, and then all of a sudden it just starts moving, and uh, and it just like and you just hear rustling and everything, and then all of a sudden I just realize there's like a hundred rats inside these this big pile of trash, just like going in and out of the bags and crawling around, and the doors are just open to the subway. They can just all climb on or and subway. we see from time and to time they big, do. Man, they're like. Bigger than my, you can't even fit it in the screen. But seriously, they're like, I mean, big, thick, juicy ones with the long tails that go on for like, so uh, you know, a couple yards. Uh, oh. And then one of them started coming out, and started coming towards the door, and I'm like, please close, please close. And, uh, luckily, uh, he decided to. We just see the video every so often of them of them getting on the subway cars. Yeah, yeah. and climbing on somebody sleeping or it's, whatever. It's, it's so creepy. It's creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> I don't even know how he got there. What but. is the difference between like I was thinking about this the other day, a squirrel and a and a and a rat? I mean, aren't they? They look ever so. I mean, they're a little bit different in makeup, but they're not that big. Not that there's big not big that difference. big a difference. No, One's got a really long tail. It's a little bit more bushy. It's not as as long and thin as like a rat, but they're kind of like that. But we think squirrels are adorable, and rats are this nasty, awful, evil. Really I really weird. don't think squirrels are weird. adorable though. Um, I think they're adorable. Yeah, I like, like them. And you like you certainly are swerving out of the way to miss oh, them in the yeah, streets. Oh, yeah, you never want to hit a squirrel. Exactly. It's, it's weird. That is a very strange thing. Now, if one gets in your house, it's it's more. It's not like yeah. intimidating. They, they would not they want a squirrel in my house. But, right, like yeah. you, you're trying to shush it out the door. Yeah. It's not like, ah! Uh, it is <laughs> really strange. Right. I had that thought the other day. This is We are really on a tangent here, but that's with how this show operates. You would scream like that at a rat in your house? Ah! Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Over a rat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not Jeffy's. In a different situation. I would lose all manhood if a rat was in my house. Oh, yeah. Oh. You'd have the, you have the AR out. you bring the AR uh, Yes. Out, right? <laughs> <laughs> you fire that yes. thing all over the house. No, I get, the, I get those uh, strips, the glue strips. You really what? have a rat infestation. Oh, I have had rats in my home before, <laughs> yes. And you get the glue strips. And people, you know, they're kind of mean because they'll, the rats will gnaw their legs off to get off that thing. Yeah. But they, they get on that glue stick and then they, they can't. They roll around yeah, and they can't I, move. Yeah, so you get to see them suffer the best. It's actually worse. We had, we no, had mice not. in an apartment we had in Pennsylvania. We had a mice issue for a while. And, you know, we got, oh, glue traps. It's like, certainly, that's better than the old school traps. It had that big thing, that, you know, like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> it's not and it's at like, all. And just smush them. It's, it's not, not terrible. Um, so, of course, that's a bad idea. Uh, what they do is they get down there and then they're alive until they, I guess, starve to death. I don't know what the plan here yeah, is. You have they, to kill them. 
I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I didn't do, I wasn't gonna, I mean, just, I don't know. Because they, they sit in there, they just pull out their legs and then just screech and make terrible noises. I think the trap is more humane because it's boom yeah, it's and your head's crushed it's and quick. it's over. It's over. I, I honestly, it's, it's over. That's the conclusion I came to afterwards. Luckily, yeah. we, our problem was solved. Um, but I was, I was thinking about this the other day. That's why I don't do that myself. I call somebody else and say, get these things yeah, out of my this house. This is a long time ago. I, I would definitely oh, okay. call somebody. I, you, you, call the, you call someone who knows what they're doing. Again, yeah. this is what specialization is, brings brilliance to an it's economy. It's the beauty, beauty of capitalism. Um, it is. Uh, you know, people understand how to do these things and do them well. Um, like, for example, if you, uh, if, you're, uh, if you had to change a tire... You could call someone. They come and do it. Most insurances have roadside. Right, have roadside automobile have companies a, have it. Particularly if you have a nicer car, you'll probably have a roadside assistance sure. uh, system. Mm-hmm. Where it comes you can with come the purchase. And they can help you out and, and help do yeah, it. Yeah, the problem with that, though, is sometimes they're backed up, and it's going to take them an hour and a half to get you to your location. I'm like, and some people would be like, uh-huh. I'm not waiting an hour and a half. I know how to change a tire. I'm going to do it myself. Oh, well, that's a great, that's well, a great instinct. I've, right? noticed, right? I've noticed some people on I'm the side man. of the road. It looked like uh, when they're changing it, though, they haven't read the full directions. Like the, uh, mm-hmm. You see, you pass people on the road. Right. And you see the jack say, yeah. guide on the road. And yeah, and this has to be put in exactly the right place. Because they haven't read the directions. It's going to crush the lower portion of your... Uh, of your of your side panel, your side panel, the huh. underneath side panel uh-huh. right. will be crushed <laughs> by, by the, the, the car. jack. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I can't imagine such a stupid thing happening. <laughs> this is a very specific but story. I well, you know, you hear tell of things, uh-huh. and right. uh, and sometimes things happen. <laughs> and uh, you broke your card. Oh, that. I just I knew when it, when the guy sold it to me, he said, "Don't don't change the tire on this car." Just call roadside assistance, and they'll come. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I didn't really explore it very deeply. <laughs> and maybe I should have, because I would have found out that if you don't put it in exactly the right place, you're going to crush the side pedal of your car with the jack. Uh, I will say. So not only is my tire completely shredded, and I'm, I'm out there in the heat because it was so humid last night. Mm. It's so awful humid. And I've got nice clothes on because we were just at one of my daughter's church things. And, and here I am on the ground, laying underneath, trying to change my stinking tire. And then I crush the side pedal. <laughs> so the whole car, just the weight of it comes down. and Yeah, so it just, uh. I, I, and I start hearing this. I've jacked it up, you know, and I'm about to take off the tire. And I hear this, oh, crap, that can't be good. No. Should I lower the, but my wheel is almost off. So I'm thinking, well, I. It now what? It's too late. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> so you were actually like, lucky what, the wheel what was did still you on. Do? You were lucky the wheel was still on. I was lucky. Because if the wheel was off, that whole thing would have come crashing. Yeah, I'm pretty terrified by yeah. the idea of doing the jack and sticking your head under the car to do whatever you need to do under the car. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just assuming I screwed it up and it's going to come down on my head. Uh, which is I always make I that assumption, too. Yes, yeah. That's why I never get, I, you know, I was looking underneath, but I wasn't you actually under, under yeah. it. Because yeah. we're so. That, I'm too, I, I'm at least smart enough to know. I'm terrible at doing things like that, so I will die right. if anything goes wrong. And I think that that, that has something uh, to do with the new cars, too, because I think the old-school cars, you could get away with putting it in the wrong spot. You can't. Yes. Like, yeah, yes. That's the car. Do that. no, they do that on purpose. They do. Those, oh, they, you man. need experts. So you have to call roadside yeah. assistance, right? <laughs> And Which, you wait that hour and a half if, and if they're they back And if they don't put it in the right place, we'll make them buy new body parts. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. 
Yeah, that really sucks. Not, not I, I feel I feel for you. Uh, but you. I was not getting to the night. point of the, uh, and again, this is again completely different tangent from where we started this. Um, but it's uh, you brought up the squirrel mouse uh, rat situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and okay, squirrels are fluffier. Um, and for some reason, we're okay with them. Like, if you're walking down, if you're walking down your driveway and a squirrel runs in front of you, you don't, you don't no, react at all. You're certainly not grossed out by it, right? And if you go to a, a situation where a rat runs in front of you, you're probably going to jump a little bit and, and mm-hmm. like, because they're creepy. There's yes. something creepy about them, I guess. I don't know yeah. what the reason for that is. Um, but I had this thought the other day as I was walking down the hall of my house, and I saw around our corner came Piper, our uh, j- uh, golden retriever. The new puppy we have, and we've had smaller dogs, but we, you know, this dog's you know about eighty pounds. I mean, it's a you know, good size. So, do you have three right now? We have three. Wow. And um, and I was just looking at her. She's just looking at me, and I was like, "Isn't it freaking weird? I allow you in my house? Like, why on? Why the hell do I have this giant animal running around inside my home all the time?" Kind of weird. It's so weird. I, like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. allow a cow in the house. <laughs> I wouldn't allow, you know, I, I, if a spider's in the house, it's taking up one one thousandth the amount of room. And, guy, I got to get rid of that immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's an ant in the house, we set up ant traps everywhere. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this galloping animal is just walking around my house all the time. And I have no issue with it whatsoever. In fact, I love it. It's we've no, it's so. I like it when I have thoughts like that. It's so weird. <laughs> it just changed yeah. your whole paradigm. I'm getting rid of my dogs. <laughs> if I can get my wife there, we can get rid of this stinky little rat she calls a dog. But again, your dog is about the size of a New York rat. It, yes, uh, and yes. yet no issues with it all. It's adorable little kitsy <laughs> right. thing. You know? Right? Why? Because it's got a little more fur. It's so weird. Ah, oh, man. Uh, it yeah. is weird. It's like, and we, and we say this all the time. It's the same thing with Jeffy. It's like, here we are. We have Jeffy. Uh, we talk all, talk all the time about horrible crime problems, uh, the, the decline of morals in America. We say it all the time. And yet, Jeffy's with us every day. Mm-hmm. Here's the guy who is the mm-hmm. most, the, the perfect example of the moral decline of America. And every day he's in the room with us, and we don't even react to it. Yet we see these problems out in the streets and, and everything else, and, and we talk about it all the time. It's incredible. It is incredible. Like, why do we allow you in here? Jeffy? You know? I have no idea. I just show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good that point. is true. That is a good point. He just shows up, and right, we just keep allowing it. We've now eaten the entire... You know, maybe the onus is on us at that point. <laughs> Right, it's kind of like our stop fault. Like, why do we it? allow our dog in yeah. the house? Yeah. Why do we let Jeffy in the studio? Right. I don't know. It's weird. Who knows? Neither one of them are potty trained. Yeah. So well, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen Jeffy go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom on the air before. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> I mean, that was uh, that was a one. That was a, yeah, it was a good day. Good day. Do what I can. Uh, all right. There's a 99 percent chance, according to the FBI, that five, not just one or two, but five foreign intelligence agencies hacked into Clinton's emails. Now this is not this is not a ninety nine percent chance. They're not saying that um, uh, like this is Podesta, and they're saying this is Russia. There's a ninety nine percent chance this is Russia. They're saying Hillary's server, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a big that's and a much different story. Five, not just Russia, but five foreign agencies could have could have hacked it. We've learned that there is a confidence from these sources that her server had been hacked. And then it was a 99% uh, accuracy that had been hacked by at least five foreign intelligence agencies. And they believe things have uh, been taken from that. 
No information was given as to which agencies have hacked her servers, but uh, one, you know, is bad enough. <laughs> one, uh, and they think five. With five, there's no telling how much information they gleaned or uh, with whom they're sharing it, what they found. We don't, we don't know any of it. It's, you know, I, I, I think this is still true. It's an observation I've made from a long time ago, which is like I, the email scandal to me is a, an example of her being incompetent, uh, sloppy, and likely hiding something that mm-hmm. is either very bad or borderline illegal. Okay. Um, maybe illegal completely. Um, and my case has been since the beginning that unless you can prove, it's not the incompetence of her hiding or, or, or setting up her own email server. It's not even really her intent of trying to hide things by setting up an email server. It's You have to find what that thing is. You, there has to be some evidence that she did something criminal or knew about some major scandal and lied to the public about it. There has, that thing has to come out. Mm-hmm. And so far with the emails, we've seen bits and pieces of it, but nothing overly dramatic. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting to go down that road. I think the new FBI investigation allows for that possibility. No longer are you saying, well, they had access to the email and we never found anything. Now it's, there's a million emails and we don't know what's in them again. It's like it's actually worse than when the initial investigation was going on because there they were saying, here are the emails we found and here's what's in them. And people would say, well, there's some stuff in there, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Now this is totally open ended. It's like anything. She could be murdering thousands of people in these emails. Oh, by the way, I dispatched another nine bodies yesterday. We have no idea what's in these emails. Most likely the vast majority of them are Anthony Weiner's spam. Probably. I don't mean, well, I mean, in multiple ways. Yes. And there are, what, 650,000 of them? That's what they, that, so, you never know with those numbers. I mean, initially it was like, well, there's only three that has to do with Hillary. Three emails. Three? Right. That was the initial thing. And then, then they're like, no, really? that's not right. It's just thousands. And then it was 650,000. My guess is it's between three and 650,000. I'm going to take the under on the 650,000 number, the over on the three. I mean, likely what this means is, I, you know, like I was looking in, Jeffy and I were talking about these, like, like 650,000 emails, a lot of freaking emails. And it is. But I went into uh, one of my uh, old uh, email accounts where I get a lot of, you know, spam and junk mail and stuff like that. And one of the email boxes just says 9999 plus. Like, I don't even know how many are in there because it only counts up to 10,000. Wow. Um, so I have no idea how many are in there. And it's all nothing. It's all like, hey, mm-hmm. do you need uh, herbal cures for your erectile dysfunction problems? Which, of course, I've signed. Those are the real ones. But then there's some also <laughs> some fake spam ones. Uh, 888-727-BECK is the phone number. But I, I, I don't, you know, 650,000 seems to me to be a lot. But if Anthony Weiner... And every every piece of spam that Anthony Weiner ever received, and Uma's emails are on there, and every piece that they've ever received. I mean, you know, you could you you could probably get to hundreds of thousands of emails. It's probably possible. I, I don't know what the exact number is, but I mean, I mean, let's see if I can have another one of these accounts that has any. I don't have any that actually say how many emails are in it. Uh, let's see. No, I don't know. But I mean, I think thousands and thousands of emails for people who use email a lot is not. Well, I mean, just in my inbox right now, I I think I explained last week or a couple weeks ago, there were 28,000 or something. Now there's probably 35,000 in there just in my inbox that I unread messages. So read messages, I I don't even know what that number is Um, because I I, it takes me a long time to delete them because I try to get to them all. 
you know, eventually. I try to get to as many as I can anyway. And I go through it a lot and, and, tr- and delete as I've dealt with them. Um, so, you know, there might be, I don't know, 100,000 in my inbox right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. and some of them read, some of them not. I didn't even talk about my the, my public account, which has has so many emails and has been full for so long now. Because every time I I've gone through about fifteen sessions with IT people over various years, trying to figure out how to make it so I don't need to go in there every ten seconds and delete them. Uh-huh. Because the, you know, look, a lot of people email us. We're a national show. Right. So the, if they come into the, the email box and it gets there's some ridiculous artificial cap. Uh, the email account, and then it's, it gets filled, and then it just gets full, and then it just rejects all the emails. And I'm like, well, can you set it up so, like, I don't know, every every day it goes in there and deletes the the hundred thousand or the thousand oldest emails or yeah. something, whatever. So when I go in there, it'll at least be current, and I can I think check. They them finally out. did something like that because I have a lot of emails. Yeah, in there. I don't know. I can never get it to work. A lot. I, everyone, everyone's like, oh, your email's full. <laughs> yeah, it's been full for five years. Okay, <laughs> get over it. It's never gonna be. You're never gonna be able to email me. Tweet me at World of Stew. And and that has mitigated the problem a little bit. Yeah, the, the you know, Facebook tweets and, the, and, and Facebook and all that stuff has changed the whole email structure because it used to be like, I don't know, a thousand to fifteen hundred a day sometimes, uh, probably more for yeah. Glenn. Um, and now it's less than that. Uh, you know, probably you half have that the, or less. You do have the messages from the Twitters and the Facebooks. <laughs> there's only one Facebook, and there's only and one only one Twitter, and it's not the. Uh, All right. One thing is certain, though, Uh, there are probably some changes coming. There's definitely a change in uh, leadership coming. Mm. And uh, you might think it's maybe not positive, uh, regardless of which one wins. Uh, That's kind of where I am right now. So you don't want to get caught in any sort of emergency. Let's say things don't go as we'd like them to. Uh, You want to be prepared for that. Yeah, My Patriot Supply is ready to help you prepare. They have four weeks of easy to uh, fix up uh, food for only ninety nine bucks. I mean, you know, this is not some complicated process. The you put easy. water in it. Yeah, you put water in and it. I was going to keep that a secret. Yeah, it's I not mean, that it's hard. Secret, there's a secret recipe. Pat. Put, put some water in it. Put some water in it. And it makes it easy. It'll taste delicious. And it'll taste delicious. <laughs> uh, and it's four weeks of food. Again, four weeks of food will knock out pretty much every major possibility when it comes yeah. to hurricanes, terrorist attacks. Usually society can put itself back together in that time period. If it can't, you're in a really big major problems. Mm-hmm. They can they can get you um, larger packages where they can take care of you for a year or more, or they can get you the smaller package with a with a three day kit. Uh, but this is a nice place right in the middle of four weeks of food for 99 bucks, and the food lasts for up to 25 years. Yeah, this, it, like Stu said, gets you through most stuff, and for such a reasonable price. So call them today while you're thinking of it, and get this off your list. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099.
No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Oh, welcome. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is Pat and Stu. Now, Monday is a special day uh, because we are going to have maybe the first 100 percent vote we've ever had for the douche Hall of Fame. Now, Possibly. I mean, we're just speculating there. We don't know. I don't want to affect Maybe the uh, this audience will say Hillary Clinton doesn't belong in the douche maybe. Hall of Fame at all. It's she possible. only gets like 12 percent. Again, vote. it's possible. It's possible. I don't think it's likely, but uh, it'll be up to you. And all this week, we're showing you some of the things that we think make her qualified, at least for nomination. And here's some of those things now in part four of our series on Hillary Clinton. For Bill and Hillary Clinton, it had been a wild ride. Troopergate, Whitewater, Travelgate, Filegate, Chinagate, the Waco Massacre, Bill's Affairs, sexual harassment, sexual assault, even rape allegations, and impeachment. These were but a few of the scandals and controversies that surrounded the Clintons, even before Hillary's own political career even began. After being elected and having served as the junior senator from New York in the United States Senate, Hillary ran a failed campaign for presidency, losing a 30-point lead in the process to Barack Obama in 2008. President Obama then surprised many by nominating Hillary for Secretary of State. Upon accepting the nomination, Hillary said that she had been reluctant to leave the Senate, but the new position represented a difficult and yet exciting adventure. She got a glimpse of just how difficult it would be just a short time later. When in March 2009, feeling that President Bush had sullied the United States' relationship with Russia, she announced a reset of relations with Russia in a ceremony which included presenting a symbolic reset button to the Russian foreign minister. We want to reset our relationship. Let's do it together. So we will do it together, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. You are Thank very you. welcome. We worked hard to get the right Russian word. You think you, we got it? You get it wrong. I got it wrong. Some feel that that moment was actually the highlight of U.S.-Russian relations under Hillary and Obama. And it has been downhill ever since. After the reset, the Russians have threatened Europe's energy supply, disagreed and fought with U.S. efforts to stop Iran's nuclear program, expelled U.S. aid from Russia, offered U.S. fugitive Edward Snowden a safe haven, militarily moved into Crimea and annexed it, threatened Ukraine repeatedly, supported Bashir Assad in Syria, and backed his efforts to stay in power. And they have bombed U.S.-backed rebels in Syria. The reset relationship has deteriorated so badly that the Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev recently said, quote, One could go as far to say that we have slid back to a new Cold War, end quote. And yet, Hillary Clinton has claimed, Can we talk a little about Russia? Mm. Uh, you famously pressed the reset button. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you embarrassed by that now, that gesture? No, I thought it was a brilliant stroke. Meanwhile, a poll released several years ago found that just 2% of Russians had a lot of confidence that American President Barack Obama would do the right thing in world affairs. 
2%. Opinion polls taken by the independent Levada Center last year showed 81% of the Russian people now hold negative views of the United States, a number that had nearly doubled in a year and the highest ever recorded in any era since Stalin. In fact, in 1990, just 7% of Russians held negative opinions of the U.S. Yet, Hillary maintains... The reset worked. As Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton oversaw U.S. policy towards Egypt during the overthrow of Hosni Mubarak and the growing unrest through the Middle East. Unrest that hit hard in Libya, where Muammar Gaddafi was also overthrown, killed, and dragged through the streets of Tripoli. Libya was completely destabilized, and yet Hillary joked. We came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> then, on September 11th, 2012, the 11th anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Center towers in New York City, the American consulate which housed U.S. Ambassador to Libya, Chris Stevens, was attacked in Benghazi. As dozens or even hundreds attacked the installation, Ambassador Stevens and Sean Smith, an information officer, locked themselves in the consulate's safe room. They called over to the CIA annex about a mile away seeking help. I heard over the radio, if you guys don't get here now, we're going to die. We're sitting there waiting, and I'm looking at Bob and saying, hey, you know, we need to get over there. We're losing the initiative. And he just looks back and says, stand down. You need to wait. More time starting to go by. The state guys are on the radio saying, hey, they're lighting the, the villa on fire, which is the, where the safe room is and where the ambassador was hiding out. Eventually, several members of the security team, all special forces operators who were housed at the CIA annex, couldn't be held back any longer. They stocked up on weapons and ammo and, against orders, raced to the consulate to try to save the State Department personnel under siege there. By the time they arrived, the consulate was on fire, and it was already too late for Sean Smith and Ambassador Chris Stevens, both dead from smoke inhalation. After trying to retrieve both bodies, they realized that the CIA annex was, in all likelihood, the next target, and headed back to defend it and the American civilians who were stationed there. Repeated calls were made to the U.S. officials for military help in the form of helicopter gunships, fighter jets, rapid response teams, anything. Six men battled hundreds of Islamist terrorists through that night and over the next 13 hours in Benghazi. As the best-selling book and movie now show, help never came. Back at home in Washington, D.C., the president retired for the evening at 5 p.m., and wasn't heard from nor seen the rest of the night. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton never gave the order to send aid to the brave men battling for the lives of American citizens under siege in Benghazi. She said there were no American assets close enough to help them. We have since heard very differently from many sources who claim that help could have arrived within an hour. When it was over, four Americans were dead. In addition to Smith and Ambassador Stevens at the consulate, Glenn Doherty and Tyrone Woods were killed while defending the CIA annex. For whatever reason, the administration, including Hillary Clinton, lied repeatedly about what had transpired there. In Benghazi, that took the lives of those brave men. We've seen rage and violence directed at American embassies over an awful internet video that we had nothing to do with. 
It is hard for the American people to make sense of that because it is senseless. And it is totally unacceptable. It was also completely untrue. The internet video she was blaming for the attack had nothing to do with the attack. Time and distance have proven her words to be, once again, total lies. It was a terrorist attack, and everyone in the administration knew it from the beginning. Hillary wrote to her daughter, Chelsea, that night that the consulate was under attack from Al-Qaeda-like groups. They knew the entire time. Yet Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration continued to lie, including to the families of the brave victims of Benghazi. Three of the families are on record as saying that as their loved ones' bodies sat at Dover Air Force Base days after the attack, Mrs. Clinton personally approached them and blamed the murders on this Internet video. Even though we now know that just two days earlier, she had told the Egyptian prime minister that the video had nothing to do with it. At a congressional hearing on why four Americans died that night without help being sent, Hillary Clinton exclaimed. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? It is our job to figure out what happened and do everything we can to prevent it from ever happening again. Then there was the private server Secretary Clinton had set up in her home for her State Department email business. So would she have sent or received any classified emails at her home? If so, wouldn't the Chinese and the Russians, or for that matter, little Timmy down the street, be able to easily hack into her private server? I did not email any um, classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. So I'm certainly well aware uh, of the uh, classification uh, requirements and uh, did not uh, send classified material. Some 1,700 classified emails showed up on her server, 22 of them top secret. She also wiped out, deleted 32,000 other emails that she deemed private. We'll never know what those were. Despite these facts and Hillary's blatant disregard for the rules and our country's safety, she is once again escaping the consequences of her actions. In testimony before Congress, FBI Director James Comey was asked by Representative Jason Chaffetz if Hillary broke the law by using her private server. And he responded with a disappointing answer. Did Hillary Clinton break the law? In connection with her use of the email server, my judgment is that she did not. Did you just not able to prosecute it? Or did Hillary Clinton break the law? Well, I don't want to give an overly loyally answer. The question I always look at is, is there evidence that would establish beyond a reasonable doubt that somebody engaged in conduct that violated a, a criminal statute? And my judgment here is there is not. Chaffetz continued to grill Comey as to why Hillary would send and receive classified emails on her private server. The answer was revealed to be equally pathetic. So the question is, is very sophisticated. This is information that clearly anybody who had knowledge of, of security information would know that it would be classified. Um, but I'm having a little bit trouble to see how would you not then know that that was something that was inappropriate to do? Well, you're, I just 
to want to take one of your assumptions about sophistication. I don't think that our investigation established that she was actually particularly sophisticated with respect to classified information and the levels and the treatment. And so far as we can Isn't tell... Isn't she an original classification authority, though? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How can Hillary Clinton, the Democratic candidate for President of the United States, not be sophisticated enough to understand the importance of the information she was handling? Despite the absurdity of that statement, the FBI recommended that the Justice Department not pursue criminal charges related to Hillary's use of a private server. A decision that, according to national polls, the majority of Americans disagree with. Somewhat linked to the email scandal are the questions surrounding Bill and Hillary's Clinton Foundation. During the testimony, Comey made an interesting yet vague remark about whether or not the two are related. Did you look at the Clinton Foundation? I'm not going to comment on the existence or non-existence of any other investigations. Was the Clinton Foundation tied into this investigation? Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. Only time will tell if the two are intertwined, as many unanswered questions abound about the Clinton Foundation. The first question is that there are seemingly unavoidable conflicts of interest. How did the Clintons' charitable work intersect with their for-profit speeches? How did their speeches intersect with Hillary Clinton's work at the State Department? Were there quid pro quos involving U.S. policy? Nations have donated tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to the foundation. Did those countries expect anything in return? Another question concerns disclosure. When Clinton became secretary, she agreed that the foundation would make certain disclosures, which it's now clear it didn't always do. And the looming questions about Clinton's State Department emails make it harder to answer those questions. Foreign donations to the foundation were, in fact, the subject of an Emmy Award-winning author, investigative journalist Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton Cash. He claims... What's important to note is it was confirmed by the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal that there are multi-million dollar non-disclosed donations that were made to the Clinton Foundation that were never disclosed by the Clintons. This is a direct breach of an agreement they signed with the White House. We're all familiar with the old expression, where there's smoke, there's fire. But it seems with Hillary Clinton, there's been enough fire to burn down the state of Alaska to the ground. But apparently, no one can ever quite see the smoke. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, it's 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 about time. Yeah, it's about time that uh, ecosexuality is uh, discussed. I mean, how long have you been an ecosexual, uh, Jeffy? Uh, along with all the other sexual things that <laughs> there's a you know, look, there's, there's a few uh, a few things out there that, uh, you know, may or may not. Right. Turn me on. I mean, I'm we all know you've had sex with trees. Yeah, you're pretty gross. Whatever else. Um, you know, rocks. I don't know. 
Uh, I, what's happening here? I have no idea. Uh, what is that? Jeffy? Two girls who are breathing through they grass? Have mask. Yeah, they have the masks on. They have They're grass kissing. masks? They have with the grass masks. <laughs> what is that? So weird. That is... <laughs> what? Okay, is it not okay to say, no, I'm sorry, that's... That's ridiculous. How? I don't care. I don't. Yes. Call me. Yes. Go ahead. Do you know we're on yeah. the air? Yes, I do. People can that hear you. Is pathetic. <gasps> <laughs> Show that, please. Show that close up. Mm. I, I, let's get a, nothing yes, about Please you. show it Come close on. up. Show it close up. Now say it, Pat Gray. That is ridiculous. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm glad you identified that you said that, Jeffy. Grass attached, if you're just listening on radio. Two girls, and they're embracing, and they're about to kiss, but they've got, they've got like, surgical masks over their faces, and grass growing out of the surgical masks. Come on now. And Tell, you're, you're telling me that's not sexy. I don't know what that is, but it yeah. is not sexy. It looks like a chia mask. No, it it's like. a chia mask, and, and uh, that's pathetic. That's, uh, you, th- these two need help. I, I don't care what I they mean, call themselves. They need Just keep talking. Just keep talking. I will. You know what? We won't, it, we won't have maybe, three people on the show maybe anymore. Maybe jail time? <laughs> it yeah. Is really, I mean, look, yeah, for I, someone. Come on, that's creepy. It's really strange, I will admit. Um, and it's, uh, I don't, I guess in 2008, uh, the evolution began wow. towards a fully-fledged social movement when Sprinkle and Stevens began officiating ecosexual weddings. Who are um, Sprinkle and Stevens? Annie Sprinkle and Elizabeth Stevens are two modern artists I mean, and environmental activists. Do I have to tell you who Sprinkle is, really? No, you I mean, don't. What, what are we talking down to the said, audience now? I, no, I, I shouldn't have. I, sh- I, mean, I apologize for telling you about <laughs> Sprinkle. And- <laughs> yeah, the two artists had been active in the uh, marriage equality movement. They wanted to harness their energy for environmental causes, and so they just combined the two, which is uh, really dumb. <laughs> really dumb. Um, so we have an expert on staff. Uh, as you see there, uh, on ecosexuality, and he might not admit it, but he's deep into this movement, Pat. Deep, deep into this movement, and we mm. wanted to show you a quick clip of Jeffy um, getting ecosexual. ecosexual. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do ecosexuals do on dates? Well, mostly the same stuff that regular people do on dates, like having dinner. Here are some tips on how you can really enjoy your food on a date. Now, take on the visual. Imagine that you have never seen this food before. Notice the subtle variations in color shape, texture. Feel the texture of the food. Experience the sensation without naming it. Allow yourself to play with the concept of touch. How would it feel to rub that cool strawberry on your face? Bring the food up to your nose without naming it. Without naming Experience it. the aroma. All right. All right. Don't, don't name the aroma. You may though. notice that your mouth starts to water. Your senses are responding <laughs> to the anticipation of the coming satisfaction. As you bring the food close to your mouth, 
Pay attention to how your lips part automatically. Okay. And your tongue prepares to accept the morsel. Yeah, baby. And please, allow that tongue to be free. Yeah. We don't allow our tongues to roam freely nearly enough in our eating experience. Yeah. Please. When the tongue is ready, Stop. it will maneuver the food between your teeth. And then the moment has arrived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Allow your teeth to bite down and release the explosion of flavors in your mouth. This is where the edible fireworks reach their height. Oh, man. Your taste receptors are all living. Yeah. Never the flavor sweet, sour, juicy. Stay with the sensation. How much pleasure in one bite of a berry Continue chewing and tasting slowly, and you will notice that the taste and consistency begin to change. Really? When they are no longer bringing pleasure and you are ready to swallow the food, mm -hmm. do so with absolute consciousness. All right. Allow yourself to be still. Feel the experience of one bite fuller as the food reaches your belly. Take a deep breath in. Notice if you feel increased awareness and sensitivity in any other areas of your body. <laughs> okay, that was that was positively revolting. You will never unsee that. Never. And you're welcome. You're welcome. More patents Stew coming up in a minute. <laughs> Ecosexuality right there. Eco. I mean, you sold a lot of people in that movement. Thank you. Right there. Thank We're you. adding the E. I don't care. It's LGBTQE. No. Two. The LGBTQE2. Okay, Donald Trump is honored to have the greatest temperament that anyone has ever had. Did you uh, realize that that that's, statement that's, defeats the possibility that he could have the best temperament that anyone has ever had? That is unbelievable. That's what he's saying right now in Florida. I am honored to have the greatest temperament that anyone has ever had. <laughs> how how on earth could you believe that this man's going to be a good president? Right, I, I, right. I cannot. He's so delusional. It. He thinks his temperament's the greatest ever. I mean, we made, we joked about Barack Obama mm. having this incredibly high opinion of himself. It's nowhere near, even close to this guy. No, I mean, this I guy know. is completely delusional, and he thinks he's by far the best person that's ever been born. It, that's incredible to think about. He really thinks so. Yeah, he does. Yes, and he, we're just yes, like, ah, does. that's just Trumpy and Trump. That's uh, Trumpy and Trump. Sure, he's saying Ooh. he's got the best temperament when he likely has the worst temperament of any candidate in major uh, so party history. Why is the grand nozzle of the Douche Hall of Fame? But Monday, yes. his opponent may join him there. Make sure you're with us at 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, 12 Central, and uh, 11 Mountain Time. Yeah. To vote on Hillary Clinton. Theblaze.com slash the feed.
Welcome back. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is our phone number. Big uh, story last night. The biggest story. No doubt. The Chicago. The Cubs. Adele concert. No. The Glenn the CMA Awards. Carrie no, Underwood changing outfits no. eighty times. Oh, I hope I DVR'd that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you must really like the uh, NFL Sunday night open. Mm-hmm. She, Sunday, she, she's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, she's good. As you know, I'm a fan of, uh, of Carrie Underwood. And, I, and yes, I am a fan of Carrie Underwood <laughs> while mocking Glenn for seeing Adele. Uh, so I don't know what that means. But I will say that uh, I appreciate uh, the CMAs when I can watch them. I'm not going to watch them against the Steve's been in the World no. Series. So last night, doing some stuff uh, for, uh, some, for an intriguing um election special that both of you guys participated in. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really funny. It's coming up uh, the, week, the Friday after the election. Okay. Oh, uh, so a week from tomorrow, right? Uh, from yes, tomorrow. a week from tomorrow. Yes. So tomorrow we have a new episode, uh, some uh, a Wonderful World of Stew, with uh, some real, a cool election story you probably have never heard before, uh, along with some other really uh, some interesting things I think you'll enjoy. And then <clears> the week after is a special election episode. Uh, taking on uh, this election in a way I, I don't think anyone else will. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe uh, next week. But so I was finishing up some stuff on that here. And, you know, the game had already started. It's time to head home. And on the way home, I did. I tried to do the most, most cliched way thing possible because I was on the way home and I was hungry. wanted to watch some of the game. I'm like, let me go to Buffalo Wild Wings. So I went to Buffalo Wild Wings by myself, which is always a fun uh, experience uh, thing to do. And I opened up the uh, open up the Twitters, <clears throat> as Jeffy would say. <laughs> and on there is Ben Sass tweeting, "You need to uh, wake your kids up. There's only 37. There's only been 37 game sevens in Major League Baseball history. It goes back obviously well over 100 years. Um, who cares if they're tired tomorrow? You got to wake them up. So I, uh, I I was sitting there at Buffalo Wild Wings. My kids were already uh, asleep. I thought to myself, oh, that would have been a cool idea to keep, you know, Zach up uh, yeah. to watch the game, you know. That's all, I mean, that's what everyone talks about. You remember those, everyone has those stories of, like, your dad lets you stay up late to watch the big game. It's kind of cool. They do? Well, not you, obviously. Uh, your dad was constantly <clears throat> trying to put you to sleep. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> why, why does he only sleep eight hours? If I could only get him to sleep a lot longer than Wait, that. Wait, what does the vet do for dogs again? How do we get that? Do, is, the, is that? is there a home unit? Uh, so uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, ah, it would have been cool, but you know they're already asleep and the game's on and we're already in like the seventh inning or whatever it was. Um, and then I'm watching and they go to rain delay. A rain delay in the freaking World Series Game 7. And I'm like, you know what? Here's my opening. So I paid my check, uh, walked out, uh, got in the car, got home, and then went up, woke Zach up from, I mean, beyond a sound sleep. I mean, like, to the point of, like, you know what it takes with kids? It takes, like, three or four minutes to, like, get them mm-hmm. asleep unless you're going to come in and start screaming. You know, you're trying to, like, gently wake him up. He was so out of it. But brought him downstairs and watched the ninth inning and watched the Cubs uh, win the World Series uh, for the first time since 1908. A pretty amazing moment, and uh, I mean, and an, an incredible game if you if you watched it because, I mean, the, the Cubs did everything they could to make it a, a, another year. Yeah, uh, they, they they seemingly wanted to lose this game. I mean, Joe Madden, who's a great manager, <clears throat> had so many inexplicable choices in that game, pulling out you know the one of the league's lead, I think the league leader in ERA Hendricks, right? Um, he pulled him out uh, after sixty three pitches in the fifth inning. 
inexplicably. They well, only he's saving him for game eight. There's oh, two okay. outs. Yeah. I know that's why there, there was two outs and a runner on for right. next right. year. He gave up one walk and he had shown he had not been vulnerable. You know, spring training starts in February. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you want to he, rest him. <laughs> him a little bit. Now this comes off of that's really weird. Game that is weird. Yeah, really weird. I didn't so, know he pulled him after sixty three pitches. Sixty three pitches. So was it five to one when he pulled him out? Uh, Six to three. Six three. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. Oh, no, no, no. I think there was five. I no. think it was five one at one point. It was no, probably about no, he then. He was six to three because that's because what's his face gave up the tie. No, that was Lester came out and it was six three. So they brought in another starter. They brought in Lester. They brought in Lester in the fifth. All right, okay. And oh he, wow, that's I missed that. Yeah, he pitched like fifty five percent. Somebody I've heard somebody was dealing with a flat tire and missed a lot of the game. Uh, so well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I can't but, talk yeah. to the one idiot who couldn't figure out how to get home to watch. <laughs> I know. Lester, they took out with 55 pitches, and that was six so, to three. And they, right. So they pulled him out, and that was the eighth inning. Two outs So in the eighth. he gave up two more runs because uh, uh, it was five to one right. when they pulled him out. So then it was six. So, so they, Lester came in, got to be six to three. Okay. Uh, they gave up. Uh, so then they brought in Chapman, the guy who throws 100. And he hit 106 God, on the gun the house, uh, at one point. Not yesterday, but I think that's his highest. 105 or 106 is but his fastest ever. He was ever. throwing like 102. He, was, he hit yeah. 102. He was in a 90, 98, 99, 100 yeah. most of the time. But he hit 102 in a couple of pitches. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the better closers in the league for sure. He comes in, uh, gives up one hit, makes it six to th- uh, four. And then uh, Jay gives up a double, right? Right, six to four. Right, so six to four. And then Rajay Davis, who is a guy, he's a former Blue Jay, who and I liked him. I wish he didn't leave. This is a couple of years ago, but he's a, he's a good player, but known for stealing bases. He led the league in stolen bases this year. Yeah, he's no power. he's like a uh, he's a spray hitter. He's not yeah. he's not a power hitter. No, he's not a power hitter. He gets he fights off a million pitches and mm. then gets a hold of one and, and knocks out a, a you know a home run that you know. Clears uh, the high wall in left field. It was 364 feet, um, and uh, hits a hits a home run to tie the game. It's a good time to hit a home run, though. I mean, and I I loved it too because I like him as a player. It was kind of, it was pretty it was amazing to see. So he mm-hmm. ties the game up at six to six. One of the stats that ESPN had was um, that home run is out is a home run in every single stadium in the major leagues except two. One of the two is Wrigley. Would not have wow. been a home run in Wrigley Field. I mean that's uh, pr- pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, six to six, uh, the Cubs have a chance to take the lead uh, at one point um, with the bases loaded, and uh, they uh, did, or, no, it wasn't the bases loaded yet. This is when um, uh, the right. guy was on third. Guy's on third. Uh, they try a bunt with two strikes, three and two, two count, three and two count. Tries that's a bunt. Asinine. Guy fouls it off, of course, which is always what happens in that situation. And you're out, and he's out. So they lose that. That's so why you that. never bunt with two strikes. Right. What are you doing? Right, and you never do it. So I guess well, his thought was you take him, you take him off guard. But the guy wasn't even a good bunter, and all, and it was only one mm. out. So all you have to do is hit a fly ball, yeah, or a, a chopper ground ball, and you and you're t- you take the lead. Um, instead, they they lose. Uh, the game goes on into extra innings, and finally, um, uh, you know, after a rain delay and everything else, the Cubs are will uh, make it. And there's a great slow motion replay of the final out. Um, where Bryant comes across from third, picks it up, and you can see as he's about to get the ball, he just starts this Smiling. giant smile comes across his yeah. face. Even though he slipped as he and threw it. And he slipped as yeah. he threw it. I mean, and the ball went a little, it kind of sailed, but it yeah, was it obviously was okay. low enough for the first baseman to catch it. But and I should say, too, what a great game. It was 8-6. to six. They got into that last inning. Rajay Davis again up and knocks in another, gets yeah. a single, and makes it 8-7. to seven. So, I mean, it was only a mm-hmm. one-run game at that point, and then they finally were able to shut it down. So, But you made it home in time to catch that, Pat? Uh, I did. Uh, right yes. delay? Yes. Good job. What, uh, what, do you, what do you mean him? 
Why would you say he I, made it home? A person who may have had a flat tire and tried to change the tire himself and then uh, ruined his car uh, in the process may have made it home by that time. Did you actually you get know? the tire changed, or did you yeah, get? The, I did. You did. I did. You just put the jack on another part of the car that didn't crumple. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I I, I did eventually make that happen. So a little late. You know, so what's your what's the car situation now? It's actually, so I don't know. I, I, when we when we're done here, we have a meeting later. So between this and the meeting, I'm going to take the car in and uh, leave it with them. To oh, those quarter panels are cheap. No, oh, that's the thing. That's the especially on my car. No, dime that a will, dozen. No, dime no, a dozen. That'll for be like things. an eight dollar fix. I'm pretty sure. You, no, you're gonna, like they sell dollars. them in packs of four, so you'd be able to take three home with you and put it in the garage. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that wasn't an expensive tire change at all. So was it worth though the the hour I saved? Yeah, no, 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 it was not the hour you saved, and you also had to work through that half hour that you wound up using. Correct. Yes, and it was humid. Like I mean, eighty degrees and humid. It was just miserable. Uh, so uh, that's amazing. Enough of that. But uh, yeah. So that, anyway, pretty pretty amazing thing. I mean, it was we, fantastic. Nineteen oh eight is a long time. Uh, you, you feel bad for the Indians fans because they had they've been waiting since nineteen forty eight. So mm-hmm. uh, it sucks for them. But I mean, this is this is the biggest thing in all sports. I mean, in in, ser- in all seriousness, it's the biggest drought in all sports. It's the biggest legend in all sports. The only one that ever really competed with it to me was the Red Sox, which was finally uh, gone in two thousand seven. Yeah, because yeah, theirs was nineteen twelve. Right, I thought it was nineteen eighteen, but it was something in that somewhere in there vicinity. Yeah, um, you know, so nineteen oh eight. It's impossible to describe how insane that is. I, I mean, remember, mm-hmm. it, you know, now there's thirty teams. Uh, in the in the majors, so you figure you win in theory once out of every thirty years. Okay, that should be about how if everything's equal, you win once out of every thirty years. But back there, back then, you know, the situation was a lot different. There's been expansion, and uh, you know, the American League, mm-hmm. and you know, like I, I mean, it, they really have uh, you know changed the way this happens. To think that they couldn't win in a hundred and eight years <laughs> is pretty so amazing. incredible. Although. There are teams, aren't there still teams that have never been at all to the World Series? Uh, yeah, it's just not that long. But yeah, they haven't been around that long. They haven't been around a hundred years. But uh, yeah, because like the Blue Jays, for example, came around in the late seventies. Yeah, uh, and they've won two World Series, ninety-two and ninety-three. Yeah, I think um, what Pat was talking about was American teams, though. Yeah, that, they're American I actually team. was. They're an American League Talking team. about American teams, you're right. But, like, they you know, care the Florida Marlins Florida came teams. much later than that mm-hmm. and have won two and they've won. World Series. Yeah. Um, Colorado Rockies have not won a World Series, have they? Have they even they've been? been? They've been. Maybe. They yeah, went they to been. one. They went to one. Astros have not won, but they've been. And they, they, the only time they've ever been to the World, World Series was uh, 2005. Mariners have not won, right? Uh, there's like they've been as they've, well, right? I know they or have, have they? They had one of the best. Is there any team year. left in the league that has never been to the World Series? Look that up. Diamondbacks won. I'm trying to think yeah. of the most recent expansion teams. Rays have been. Right? Rays have been. Rays have been. But they did not win those years, right? Uh, I mean, it's a good team those years. Yeah, have the been. Yankees won? No, the Yankees have never won. Um, <laughs> the never, uh, never won a World Series. Have well, they the been? Nationals, to Washington Nationals certainly have not won. But oh, the Nationals new. right, but and they haven't. E- they haven't been either. So there's um, one no. team that's not been to the World Series. But I mean, they're really new, right? I mean, yes, they are. List of World yes, Series champions. Let's see. Eight teams that have never won of the World Series. Okay, what do you got? Um, the Rays, the mm. Rockies, the Mariners. Okay. The Nationals, the Padres. Oh, have the Padres ever been to the World Series? The Brewers, 
Brewers. Astros. Yeah. Here's here's what we have. I got it. And the Rangers. Um, Appearances by club. Uh, The the only two that have never been, Seattle Mariners, Washington Nationals. Now, the Nationals were also the Expos, so they're counting that history uh, in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, they have to now because they're an American team. When they were the Expos, they were. (laughs) I'm Canadian sports. Okay, here's the teams that have only been there once. The Angels, Diamondbacks, Rays, Rockies, Astros, Brewers. Twice, uh, Padres, Rangers, Blue Jays, uh, Marlins. Four times, Royals. And then uh, five, Mets and White Sox. And then going up to the uh, top, obviously, number one in the Yankees. They've been there 40 times. I mean, that's insane. 40. 40 freaking times they've been wow. there. And they've won 27. Um, the Giants, wow. um, San Francisco, and before that, New York Giants have been 20 times. Uh, Cardinals, 19. Dodgers, 18. A's, 14. Red Sox, 12. And then the Tigers and Cubs, 11, are the second. Um, uh, are the only ones in double digits. That's, that's kind of amazing, though. I mean, and uh, you figure, you've, I mean, the oldest, this is going back. The Chicago Cubs were founded in 1870. And they're, they've been to the, they've wow. been 11 times to the World Series. They're three and eight. And they were all before 1908? Yeah. The other, the other, <laughs> uh, the other, well, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. All right, we'll take a quick break here and yeah. then uh, uh, come back. But the fact is, you know, something you may not be aware of: your mobile phone carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. They spend tens of millions of dollars to remove conservatives from office and do things like support Planned Parenthood and abortion. Yeah. Uh, and I, for one. Hate that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about all the great things that your phone brings into your life. I mean, it was, I was able to watch some of the game last night uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, MLB app. Uh, you can watch, uh, I mean, in high quality. You know, Pretty awesome, it's yeah. It's incredible that you could do this. But you don't want the advantages of your phone uh, helping to pay for really bad things uh, that you don't believe in. That's no, and why. They, and when you sign up, they don't say, hey, do you mind if we contribute yeah, to Planned Parenthood? They never do that. No. That's why Patriot Mobile, you know exists. They offer nationwide talk and text uh, with high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices, and they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. It's the same quality service, all the stuff that you'd expect from your provider, plus, you know, you're not funding Planned Parenthood. But you might say, well, yeah, but I'm locked into a service contract. I, I, I got $300 left on it. Uh, otherwise, I have to pay that fee. They'll even pay up to 350 in fees to switch you over, and then you get a mobile company that supports your values and that's great at the same time. So go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 877-367-7524. Again, patriotmobile.com slash blaze or It's not brand new now because it's been going on for, you know, since what, uh, September? I think it's, yeah, started first or second week in September. It's called The Vault. And it's an awesome history lesson where he pulls out uh, an artifact from the past and then teaches you about it. Uh, and last night he opened up the newly acquired Abraham Lincoln artifacts he has. 
Welcome to the vault. I am so excited about today's show. Um, it's kind of like moving day. Um, this happens about once every oh, six months or so if we're really lucky, but never, never something as big as today. Jeremy, you have the rest of the stuff from us? Pulling the last little bit of it. Today I want to talk to you about Abraham Lincoln. Just this is a real piece of history um, that we're going into, but my gosh, what we have found and what we have just had sent to us is remarkable. Nathan, have you found it yet? Not yet, but this is crazy stuff. It is crazy, isn't it? Um, he has the manifesto from John Wilkes Booth, and it is nuts. It is nuts. Even the writing is nuts. We'll get to that. Um, and I'm excited because boxes came in. Um, there is, we're always looking at auctions, but rarely is there an auction like there was recently. And um, we are doing something, hopefully this summer, um, about... If you're not going to say too much, right? No, I okay. don't think... I All mean, right. All right. Um, <laughs> stop me if I'm saying too much. We're deciding what we're going to do this summer. One of the things on the table is um, I'm just calling it Preserving the Union. And it is a north and south tour that ends some, someplace really kind of cool. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. All right. But with that, we, we, if we do it, we want to talk about the Union the last time it split. And this happened to coincide with a massive auction of incredible pieces of history. Incredible. incredible pieces of history. And you get to see them for the first time when we take them out of the box for the first time. Right now. Okay, what do you have? What do you have? Well, first of all, I'm just trying to find out who the artist was that did this. This is, this is the original plaster cast. Now, this one is made of bronze of Abraham Lincoln. Um, this is two months before he died. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. He's a little taller than I am in real life. He's probably about that tall. He's 6'4". I'm 6'3". Look how tiny. Look how little. Well... No, no, I just mean When you're his... my size, you don't stand no, next to people like that. I'm saying his skull. Like yeah, his... it's a fat thing. I know, Ellen. No, Thank you. it's not a fat thing. I'm saying you have so many you brains. Heard it, didn't you? You heard it. <laughs> um, so he was, he's, he's a little taller. 180 pounds. 180 pounds. I'm 240. Imagine how thin he was. Oh, my gosh. He was a rail. He was a stick. He was a stick. Now, two months before he dies... That we've seen the other one. We have to. We have to put the next to each other. Next to each other. The oh, one incredible. So w was this we, a thing a, they did yeah, often? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so they had. Um, they would take plaster. Now you can do it with. Um, latex. Yeah, latex, and it's it's spooky to do. I've done it for costume masks. Yeah, I've done it for that too. Yeah, for the man in the moon, mm -hmm. and it's spooky, isn't it? It's a, it's because you do feel like you're being suffocated. Yeah, even they though you stick can breathe. Straws in your nose, <laughs> okay, and then they just they just start putting this stuff up, and you are in this. You're the man in the iron mask, 
for 45 minutes. It's like the molds they take of your teeth. It's the same stuff they use to take molds of your teeth. Yes, except it's all All over you. Okay, so it's all the way. It's all the way to like here for him. Oh my goodness! And but if you look, if I may be a doctor here for a second, deviated septum. Look at his nose, bent, bent, broken probably. Um, But look how tired. Yes. He looks. Mm-hmm. Look at those cheekbones. Yeah. I mean, they're I just. Know. Well, look at if you look at it this way. Look at the size of his head, and then look at his face. It's like it doesn't even match. Yep. He has no meat on his bones at all. Can't imagine hey. the weight of the presidency. Yeah, you can just see just how much it took out of him. But the, don't, the, don't, don't you feel like it, every president you watch that happen? To every I was just going to say president? the. Um, the, my favorite line from any president that has described it was Truman. FDR dies, and he says, I feel as though the weight of the sun, the moon, and the stars fell on my shoulders. Imagine. Imagine what this guy was feeling. So this is the fun part. So <clears throat> there was a huge auction here in Dallas, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Okay. We're, yeah. And we've been collecting stuff. Why don't you hold that off to the side for a second? We've been collecting stuff uh, for a while on Abraham Lincoln. And this one was a big one. And, um, and things got pricey. Oh, crap, they did. <laughs> really? This, I can't believe that I'm going to see. We're going to start at the ending, then we'll go, and we're going to take you some crazy, crazy places that you won't believe you can see. Start at the ending. We'll start at the ending. Okay. Abraham Lincoln has been shot. Mary Todd is pretty nuts. I mean, she's, um, you know, now they're saying that she may have had syphilis, which made her insane. There's another new study out that said that she has a chronic something or other, but it's, it's a B12 deficiency. Mm-hmm. She was really um, temperamental and dark and had a lot of tragedy in her life. Abraham Lincoln dies, and she goes to the funeral wearing this. Okay. This is Mary Todd <laughs> Lincoln's, uh, including, I think, her under things, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. Oh, my Goodness. Okay, so let's pull this out carefully. Oh I, my gosh, look at that. This is beautiful. I know. Let's start with the under things, I can't can we? Believe before how... we get to that. So if I remember right, right. will you take and oh, this I is a corset? Am... You can feel the bones or whatever is in it. So this is a corset. Oh, here. Bones. There you go. Oh look how tiny she was. So you wore it. This, yeah, this way. This would have been... The back. The back, tied up, right there. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. You had to... See this? Oh, my gosh, look how hard that must have been. And then it went through each one of these holes. And look, you can feel this. And look at this. No little plastic tip. You had to thread it through these little teeny holes. Oh, my gosh, this must have been agonizing. So it would have been that way. would have been the front. She wasn't a... She wasn't a... um, she, she, uh, she was built like me, not like him. Okay, uh, so... Squeezing down of your waist that big. This would have been... Oh, my goodness, look at the waist. Oh, wow, she was small. 
square. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, look at how tiny her waist came down to. Look at, look at, look, look at that. Look how preserved it is. Look at the lace on this. Ellen, would you know is that all hand? That has to be all handmade lace, right? Back then, you didn't have a machine that would make it. I don't it. think so. That's something look we can go that. look up. That's yeah, amazing, though. That wow, look at that! Look in the details yeah. there. That is incredible. Okay, so let's lay this out as she would have worn it. So that would have been under. This would have been the under coat. Is that a petticoat? Petticoat. I don't know. Yes, no. So this that would have been the other part of this. That would have gone, I don't know if that would have gone over or under this. My that guess is that it went over, over, right, and this would have gone next this to her. This is much more dainty and private. Uh-huh. That's a lot thicker. And this would have helped her skirt. Bloom out? Yes. Something back. All right, this is the... So this is what she wore. Oh, look how beautiful that is. Wow. Wow. Oh, my. Wow. Can we put this? Because this is lace. So can we put this underneath this so we see what it would have looked like? I hate to. No. So these are little hooks right there. Yeah, let's leave it alone. We'll we'll do that some other time. That would have been the front. Yes, because there's her collar. Yeah. What a breathtaking dress. What material is this? Any idea? It feels silky. I, it feels like silk. Look, look at look at how I mean. Look at the look, at the look at the cuts. Is Tim around here? Tim. Yep. My my son-in-law is a fashion designer and knows about this stuff. Tim. Yes. Come here. Mary Todd Lincoln's dress. Wow. From the funeral. Oh wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, that's, All right. that's good stuff. Uh, do you know any, what kind of fabric is it? Can you tell? Is that silk? It's, got, it's, it's definitely a silk blend. And then this is a, a, like a grow grain. Look at this. Kinda. So imagine you're making a dress for Mary Todd Lincoln. Yeah. Look, at the, look at that. Look at that hem. Do you think that was normal? I mean, maybe because it was made so fast? I mean, yeah, I don't even know if this is even sewn. I don't think it's sewn. Look at that. It's no. not. Well, I'm oh, trying to feel so. if there's a hit, but I mean, it could just be pressed down. I don't even know if they. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, look. So she was even shorter or there was something else that was on. No, no, that's, no that's that. This. Okay. I think this was is... it never sewn or is it has it come out? It's hard to imagine. They didn't at least, you know, put a quick, might... a quick whip stitch in. No, I feel like they would. I mean, the way they would have like a gentleman's. Yeah. Hem at the bottom, just kind of a quick, quick whip stitch yeah. through the bottom. Well, they would cut it like that? I mean, look at that. I mean, that's like, you were drinking the night you made this dress. <laughs> I just I mean, can't believe what, I mean, this how is her... well preserved it, how beautifully preserved oh it's gosh. been. I mean, it's so, it's in such good shape. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. All right, here's the Jeffy segment. It's always really good. Here's Jeffy. Go. 
Well, first of all, that's not what you were just saying. I'm a little disappointed. I don't, like, I don't appreciate it. I don't it. know what you're talking about. No one heard that. I did. Okay, go. <laughs> Whoa, well, what a, this is your big stand. This is your big moment. Have you scheduled? This is like the big, the end of the, of the, you know, the very special episode of an after-school special where you take I your did. big stands. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, wow, the, the loser finally stood up for himself. Is, that, is, that this, is this this moment? Is that what I'm seeing? I mean, I don't really appreciate the loser finally stood up for himself. But. Oh, look, the poor kid. On finally. a very special episode. The, Pat the and fat neighbor finally stood up for himself. Fatso takes a stand. <laughs> the poor kid's been, like, kicked in the nuts for the last two hours. Finally stands up and says, no more. No more. Darn you. And then the, the music swells, the thing's over, and you never get to see the kid get beat up the next day. Uh, but that's what happened. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Speaking of fat kids, though, it is National Sandwich Day. Why do we not have sandwiches what? here on this broadcast? Are you serious? Yes. This Constitution Why has no meaning anymore. Why do we not anymore. have sandwiches? No, it's like we're we're in full-fledged constitutional crisis. <laughs> it's like a real one. Sure, it has as much force and good. value to the yep. people trying to enforce as it. As the real one. Wait, we, we need to find out. Where's, uh, we need to get uh, uh, Marissa. Marissa is the new producer coming on board here uh, of the Patents 2 show. Now, you might say, hey, I don't, I don't care who your producer is. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I would agree with you normally. But I However, think there's a chance Marissa will actually enforce the Constitution. Yes. She, has, um, she hasn't been... If it's drilled into it at the very the, beginning, how important book. the Patents 2 Constitution is... Right. You mean, in other words, lie. Right. Right. Yes. We need to, if we lie early and often... Maybe she'll believe Maybe. it, and then we'll, we'll be able to get we'll sandwiches try. on National Sandwich She's day. young and hopefully impressionable, so we can maybe impress that on her. Mm-hmm. I think the that's... Constitution here is critical. Right, just like the founders. They're pretty critical. young, relatively speaking, compared to our current leaders, who are all like 147. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so maybe we have some hope here. The Constitution is not supposed to be optional here. That's not what's supposed right. to happen with a Constitution. It's supposed to be something that is it, it, it's the highest level of law. And, and when we speak about food, there needs to be food. That food that we've spoken of here. <laughs> as, far, as far as I know, it's the only it's thing in the Constitution. It's not that difficult. <laughs> I think there is that. And that, like, the douche hall of fame. The douche hall of fame rules are in there. There's a couple things in there. Um, (laughs) You know, but that's it. It's like the douche hall of fame is kind of like the Supreme Court. It's like written in, you know, you get to, we outline some of the basic structures of the show. uh, And, you know, really, I think the most important thing is that we get the food we talk about when we say it. It's by far the most important thing. Or if it's a day of celebration, we should be celebrating with that food. Right. So National Sandwich Day today? National Sandwich Day. Wow, anyway. that's very exciting. Anyway. Yeah, it would um, have been anyway. So, you ever been to a Resorts World Casino in Jamaica, Queens? Uh, you know, I, mean, I, I, I know you might, frequent the casinos from time to time. I do. I think in, I don't know if I. Is that, that's one of them in the Queens. Horse track, they right? have a yeah Jamaica Queens. Is that one of the horse tracks? Well, I know where. Um, Katrina Bookman was there in August. Okay. And uh, she hit the jackpot on a slot machine. Nice. Right. Very nice. For $42,949,672. On a slot machine? Which would have been the largest jackpot from a slot machine wow. in the history of the United States. What do you mean would have been? Well, she, spent, hey, she even has a selfie of herself in front of the slot machine. That's a life changer. She spent the whole evening thinking her life was changed. You're absolutely correct. $42 million. Um, then the next day she went to the casino to claim her prize. Um, uh, sorry. 
Uh, no, the uh, casino employee. In fact, to quote the casino employee, he didn't win nothing. You didn't win nothing? You didn't win nothing. Uh, according to the New York State Gaming Commission, uh, Bookman's machine had malfunctioned. And since it had a disclaimer stating that malfunctions void all pays and plays, the casino was technically not at fault. That is unbelievable. You Instead, could say any win wait, would, is a malfunction. Yeah, but hey, Pat... They offered her a steak dinner. A steak dinner. <laughs> oh, that's she really She thought for bad. a whole day she won $43 million and they oh offered her a steak gosh. dinner. Oh, my gosh. That's would, pretty bad. I would storm the gates. I mean, you got to give her... I would storm the gates. you got to give her a significant Come on. Like, well, I mean, yeah. what's the number? 25 a grand? Mil, a million dollars. I was going to say 100,000. Okay, 000. okay. A million dollars. A million dollars. A million might be pushing it, but... Okay. I mean, really, you'd think, especially a casino would have to just... Sorry... Uh, if you can't if you can't get your machines to work, you never know. Like they could say yeah. that literally every time. Right. Oh, every time. sorry, sorry your eight dollar win was a malfunction. See you what's, later. What's to stop them now? Right. Well, that's just why you get the employees that say, uh, you "Didn't win nothing. You didn't win nothing. You didn't win well, duh. Wow. You didn't win nothing." Uh, I didn't realize there were slot machine casinos in. New York. They're new. In New uh, York newish. City. There's the Empire one yeah. there, and I don't know. If, I don't think that's the same one. But they, Weird. I think they have to be on premises of horse tracks. That's just the way they've worked it. Uh, worked it in. Really? Um, yeah. So. So are they out there by the airports? By JFK and LaGuardia? Because no, okay. I mean, that's where that's where Jamaica Queens is. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Weird. Um, yeah. Uh, they, they have some there. Would, how pissed would you be? Oh my God. I, I'd I'd be talking about a lawsuit because I'd be come pissed. on now. Uh, was that a dollar slot? How much did you put in to win that? I don't know. I mean, if you put in, if you're playing a quarter slot or whatever, it is kind of ridiculous to to think that you could get a payout of forty two million. I know that, but they have the, jackpots. The se- I know Still, the malfunction, but the way. selfie, the selfie, it was her in front of this machine with the amount saying "printing cash ticket." And did you get the ticket? Yeah, and all of that. Yeah, I mean that was. I, I mean, I don't know how you do that to a person. I, I, that's, uh, that doesn't seem like it should be legal. No, it does not. I don't care what disclaimer you have. I mean, disclaimers are overturned all the time. You can sign any disclaimer you want or have anybody sign any disclaimer. Like, if we, were to do a, if we were to do a contest that was dangerous and a contestant came down here and we said, sign our disclaimer, and they did, if they get hurt anyway... They're, we're still accountable. I mean, I, you can have them sign whatever you want. It doesn't matter. When it comes down to it in a court of law, when you do certain things, the disclaimer's out the window. Well, and when Pat, you tell somebody they won $42 million, and then you, they come back the next day and there's nothing well, but a steak dinner? Listen, Pat, listen, shut up. the New York State Gaming Commission has said that machine malfunctions are rare, and we would like to extend our apologies to Ms. Bookman for any inconvenience this may have caused. Seriously, so they're off the you at least give her 50 grand, right? Something, and say, go right? Away. Go away happy. Come back You're, and gamble some more. We had a malfunction, but we're going to give you $100,000. Yeah, like, you know, or, you know, $25,000 25, plus 000. another $25,000 yes. to spend here. At the That's not even 1% of what she allegedly yes. won. That's so I think you should probably, at the very least, give her the maximum jackpot that the machine would pay. Yes. You know, like maybe the pet yeah. jackpot's only 25000 At least give her oh, that. 
Yes. Whatever yeah. the machine, whatever the machine would pay. Right. Now, some go. of them have progressive jackpots. So, like, you'll see this at times where you go to, the, there's a big row of them, and they're networked through other, not only that casino, sometimes other casinos. And they're, and, and every, really? yeah. And so, like, every time. So it builds up. It builds up, and that main number is like a centralized number. So, the numbers r- can get really high. It can get into the millions. So, the money doesn't pour out of it, right? No, no. Anymore. No. They, no. They, they don't, um, I mean, even for the small wins, that doesn't happen anymore, really. Because that would be cool. If 42 million <laughs> oh, poured out of it. Her family would then be able to sue the casino for death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woman buried with $42 million. How many freaking quarters would that would, uh, would be? Whatever that. the number is times four. I'll yeah, yes, it, it would be that. <laughs> yes, it would. It's, it's a good point, Stu. Thank you. <laughs> it would be, you know, something along the lines of yeah. 200 uh, million quarters. You, you couldn't even count that high. How many quarters? <laughs> Pretty incredible. Though. I mean, that, that's a bad story. That that's is. That's unbelievable. Another sad story is uh, the lady in Japan that was going under uh, laser surgery uh, for a cervix. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, during the surgery, uh, she passed gas. Oh, oh my! And uh, the laser caught on fire. Uh, sparked the explosion. <laughs> Shut up! And, uh, that did not happen. Sparked an explosion, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was burned badly. Burned is, this a, is this a Infowars story or something? No, it's woman's health. Okay. Infowars. She farted. Talking about the laser caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. And, exploded. Come on. and what happened? And then her, the sheets and stuff caught on fire. She was burned badly. So <laughs> it's a lie. Why are you that is a that? lie. Because you looking at me like I'm telling, making it up. I'm not making it up. Come on, that has story. to happen from time to time. Lasers don't just catch on fire from that. I don't believe it. I don't believe that story. Where's the source? What is the source? Uh, what, what, what source are you reading currently? It's a it's a story from Japan. That's really okay, gross. Okay, that's not that's a country okay. of origin. That is not <laughs> a, a source. That's a source. It's this is a woman's health story. It's the same a story by who? What, what who wrote it? By Corin Miller. What website are you, you talking on? Talking about women's health. Oh, it's women's health. Oh, I thought you were saying that was a women. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Women's health is the actual. I swear. No, I misunderstood. I, you're right. I apologize. You were say, you did say women's health. I thought you meant that was the category of story it was. But you're just saying that is the source. How many quarters would fall on you again if you won $42 million? Uh, That would be uh, 168 million quarters. Man, I would, I, I would pay to see that. <laughs> I would pay to, to would have pay. it happen. To me. <laughs> right, I would too. I, I'll, I'd I'll, pay at least a quarter to have it happen shot. to me. Take your chance of, of I'll take, surviving. I'll take my chances uh-huh. of surviving the quarters falling on my head. Yep. I'm pretty sure I could move out of the way. Come on, I don't know though. So nobody's ever passed gas during laser surgery on their cervix that's before. Not, that's Stop high. It. You know, it was it was the, the it was perfect, the, time. You know, no, the perfect timing of events. There's no perfect timing there. No, that doesn't happen. Lasers don't catch on fire from that. I don't believe that story. Are you working for the hospital? I'm now? calling BS on that story. That story is BS, Jeffy, but thank you for it because it was funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else? You done or is that it? Sandwich day and we yeah, don't have sandwiches. You know, that's right. a, yeah, we've already been done that. You brought right. a lot to the table there, Jeffy. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. All Farting, right. uh, people getting ripped off, and uh-huh. why don't we have sandwiches? That's great. The Jeffy segment of the day. Back in a second. <laughs>
first of all, that's amazing. De- There's a story. I mean, allegedly, women's health is What's your source on that, Pat? Women's What's your health, source? Women's health. This woman was badly burned <laughs> yeah, yeah. after farting during surgery. Here's what you need to know. Two docs weigh in on how this is even possible. And then we can also see the first line of the story. File this under bizarre but true. A woman in Japan was badly burned after she farted during a laser surgery, causing an explosion. Yeah, that was really funny when you started laughing at her, uh, at her burns. Funny. I still don't believe it happened. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. I mean, is I'm women's skeptical. health a thing? I mean, I know men's health is a magazine. Is women's health really a thing? That's Maybe a it's good not question. A Maybe I it's don't a scam know. Site. I don't know. It could be. It you know? could be. It could be. It could be. <laughs> uh, by the way, have you seen uh, this uh, this picture uh, that's going around the internet's and is crazy? Look at this. This is. Uh, have you seen this yet? No. Did you read about this? You, you read about this? Paper you what do you notice? Did you read about this? Uh, I notice uh, shiny legs. Right. It looks like they have some sort of plastic over them or something, or a coating of some Almost kind. like mannequin legs, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are they men legs? Because there's hair uh, here on the shins. Yeah, yeah. Not very sh- well shaved. That's a- right. Jeffy, do you... Do you notice anything? They do look incredibly shiny. Yeah, yeah they do. They look coated with How would you do something. that? How would you do the shiny thing? But looking at it, like if you had to replicate that effect, how would you do it? Oh, you'd have to paint some kind of shellacquer or something on your like legs, a, right? Like a lacquer. Like yeah, a like a lacquer of some sort. Mm-hmm. I don't know okay. if you'd be able to breathe after doing that, though. I mean, your skin might <laughs> okay, I not thought, be happy about that. Now, this is amazing. and if you, I'm going to tell you something about this photo. And once you see it, you're never going to be able to unsee it. Right. They're okay. not legs. It's one of those types of things. Right. That they're was not, my first thought. They're, they're not, not legs. legs. Yeah, they probably <laughs> are. Because yeah. they did that thing with hot dogs for a while when people yeah. would take pictures of legs and they still got hot dogs. Uh, no. Look very closely. It's not a... It's just markers, right? Something. It's not a shellacking or whatever you were... Or oh, lacquer. I see. It's, it's white out or something. It's just paint. Yeah. It's paint. Yeah. It's just yeah. paint on her legs. Okay. And now you see it like that. You can't see the shiny anymore. Like, it doesn't look shiny at all after you, after you <laughs> it realize it's doesn't. paint. And you do not, it does not look it shiny doesn't. at all. Now, if you would have given me another 10 seconds, I would have seen that it was paint. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, I would have. No, you wouldn't Because I was starting to see it before he said no, it. No, you weren't. Yes, it you was. You weren't starting to see it till after he told you. No. What's He's, your source on that, Jeffy? You weren't <laughs> starting to see it till after he told you. Yeah, it that is. That is really it, weird. That though. is really weird. It really looks. It just looks like shiny, shiny, shiny. I mean, how many times do we we see pictures hidden in logos all the time that we don't see until after you see it? If it's, once it's pointed out, yeah, and then, then you, you never, can't not see it. It's so. I mean, we, I, is it is it a man or a woman? Because I, if it's a woman, she needs better grooming habits. That's. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to stake my flag right there. I'm planting my flag in the ground that she, she needs to shave her legs. Pat, I don't, okay. I don't say this often. That was brave. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sticking to it, too. Incredible. Uh, Stu. You're okay with the paint. <laughs> I'm okay with the paint, but the hair has to go. Apparently, to she go. posted the picture and didn't even realize the shiny thing, and then everyone started saying, how did you get your legs so shiny? That's so weird. <laughs> really? Yeah, and she just didn't even see it. Wow. And, and it is a she. So it's now one of those. I think it is. I think it is. Although I don't, I don't 100% know. Um, I will I'm say, sure. but it's turned into the, the new blue dress, white dress thing. Remember that oh, went yeah. around for a while? This, this like an optical illusion kind of thing. So strange. That's really weird. Yeah. All right. Well, we got voting a day coming up here in uh, a few days. You got, and either, either of you vote yet? I have not. I, gotta get, I, I, I want to go today. Today and or I, tomorrow. I, uh, I, I don't know do if I'll have time because we've got a lot to do today, but... 
Uh, I don't want to wait till tomorrow because it's the last day of early voting in Texas. It's going to be a madhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A madhouse. It's a madhouse. Um, yeah, we heard you. And, uh, and it's a madhouse oh, on the last wow. oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I got to get that done. Yeah. Uh, also, almost half of Americans say they can't find something good to watch on TV. Uh, there's only See, the, here's the problem. That's we only have, true. in some cases, about 800 channels to choose from. <laughs> How can you find something to watch? Although I've been through this, man. I've gone through every single channel on the set. But that's why we have Netflix, and Hulu, and Amazon, right? I mean, I don't know how, because we, we've never paid for any of these channels, I don't think. But maybe we bought some package where they're included. But even Showtime, HBO, Cinemax, or whatever, all those uh, uh, epics, mm-hmm. uh, and still... Nothing good. Nothing good on, on television. What Nothing I've, good. What I've noticed is a lot of times I'll flip through the movie channels and I'll see something that's like halfway over that I, I wouldn't mind watching, but of course it's halfway over. Yeah. And so I don't know if this is the same on There's every There's a thing system. where you can push the button and watch it from the Sometimes beginning. Sometimes you can either push it right? down and watch from the beginning, or yeah. if you don't have time to watch it right then... There's at least on my cable system. There's something you can press, and it's just says like it's like other showings. Yeah. And then they'll list yeah. the next like ten things that times it's on, Which and you just pick one of those cool. and record them, and yeah. then they'll have it on the DVR for next time. It's still pretty cool, yeah. but I mean that shows you how spoiled we are because literally there are five to eight hundred channels on most people's uh, system, and if you can't find one thing, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. There were times, I don't know if you are aware of this, where there were no electronic uh, entertainment sources at all. There were none. What are you talking about? Yeah. There was a time well, before I mean, television. Well, there were video before games. Before radio. What do you no, mean? No, no video games. There was no internets. There were What's no the Twitters. Uh, Women's Health. <laughs>